I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I guess it's been within the last seven days. Yeah. Uh, Been writing a lot of true crime trivia questions. That's why we have this happy podcast. Yeah. Because just too much true crime in my brain sometimes. And it is interesting, but it's like, it's a lot. Yeah. Writing the questions. I just can't read about 10 different murders a day. It's just too much. Just one. Maybe two. Yeah. Just one, like, quietly in the background while I clean my house is fine. Right. But reading about the details was like, ugh. No, yeah. thank you. It's a lot. And trying to formulate a question and make it kind of fun because it's, yeah. you still want it to be fun. but And it has to have like kind of clues in it Oof. and it has to have like the correct cadence of when you read it. Because yeah. like trivia questions are always like, da 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 Can you tell us what the na 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 da 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 Bet you can't, bitch. But hopefully you can because if you can't answer any of these then no one's having a good time. Yeah, we've done that before. That's true. It's fine. Um, yeah, but that's why we have fun podcast. Yes. Because our brains are full of shit. They're full of trivia, and also the world is the way that it is currently, and everything is terrible. Oh, is something bad? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> Been hiding in my house watching children's movies. It's a little unseasonably warm. <laughs> Feels great. Oof. Anyway. Anyway. Well, I'm Bucket Snake. I'm Meat Wedge. And we're recording this podcast called... Replay Rewind. Hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah, and this week we're talking about... We're back. A dinosaur story. Hell yeah. That heard movie... of it? Yes. And again, just like... <laughs> what if you were like, no? <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. <laughs> no, just like last week, I... All of my memories of We're Back are mostly terrifying. Yeah, I think... Um, did you have a terrifying childhood? Like, what happened? I don't know. This is Maybe a psychology podcast just... again. I don't know. I... I guess I think a lot of children's movies are just kind of scary, though. Yeah, well, they everything's scary, scary when you're a kid. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, if I, when I watch these things now, I'm not scared by them. I literally cannot think of a happy children's movie right now. No, well, there's a lot of death. We just talked about this last yeah. week, but there's a lot of death and there's a lot of scary shit. Are we just looking at this through the lens of 2020? I guess everything maybe. is bad. I don't know. I've always thought that, though. It's like, there does not need to be so much death in children's movies. Well, and maybe it's doesn't. just, like, yeah, preparing kids. I don't know. Who who gave them the power yeah. to prepare me? Yeah. Let me talk to my own children. Right. Thank you. About death. And it doesn't have to be violent. No. Anyway. So, mostly what I remember about this movie is is the bad guy. Yeah. Professor Screw-Eye. Right. Who has a screw-eye. Has a screw for an eye. Huh. I wonder what the person who wrote this movie's pets are named. Dog. (laughs) 
four-legged cat. Right. <laughs> this is cat ears and dog tail. I guess we'll find out once we find out what the dinosaurs are named, because I don't remember any of those. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because if they have good names, then maybe it's better. I bet they don't. I bet you they don't. I bet you the little boy's name is Max. Oh, God. Everyone's name was Max. Everyone's name. my stepdad's name. Was Max. Is Max. <laughs> Will be. Will be Max forever. But yeah, so his name is Professor Screw-Eye, and he has, like, a murder of crows that follow him around. Right, a murder. And, yes. And... <laughs> Did you know that a group of frogs is called an army? No! <laughs> Isn't that so interesting? That's really cute, actually. I love... I love that, and I love all groups of animals. Like what? Like, a group of kittens is called a pounce. Oh my god! (laughs) Yes, a group of owls is called a parliament. You know so many. I know, because I love it. I mean, I I really could talk about this. What's a group of flamingos? A flamboyance. What? Yeah. What about bears? A sleuth. Wow. Yes. Full of knowledge. Truly. Um, I just think it's- I bet you're fun at parties. (laughs) (laughs) Since we've never been to a party together. I don't remember it. You um, but yeah, so he has this murder of crows that follows him around, and... Professor Screw-Eye, that is. Yes. Yeah. And... Sounds like a real party pooper. <laughs> they, um... <laughs> at the end of it, I know they all, like, descend on him, and then when they fly away, there's nothing left but his one screw-eye, so the implication, of course, is that he's been eaten alive... By his... By crow his pals. Crow... Used to be friends. Mm-hmm. I don't think you eat your friends. Hope not. Hope not. You wouldn't have very many friends left if you did. Yeah. But there are dinosaurs also in the movie. At That's some the point. best part, really. There were so many dinosaur movies when we were kids. There were. Jurassic Park. Land Before Time. Yeah. Which is. Just crying. <sighs> Just crying. We can't do that one. We have to do that one. I can't. It was one of my favorite movies as a child. <sighs> so it is on the list, and we will just cry, and we'll have to. We'll put a crying warning at the beginning in case anyone <laughs> content <handle> warning <laughs> we're gonna cry don't listen to this episode it's just two adult women crying for an hour and a half <laughs> that sounds fun yeah yep. yeah so there are dinosaurs in them dinosaurs uh, no why yeah so i remember small human uh-huh. older man or woman can't remember I like an Einstein-type character, almost, okay. in my brain. Okay. That is, like, their caretaker at the museum, maybe. Okay. And they're, they've always been alive? I don't know. I think they come back, because we're back. Right. Right. Um, so does this small character find a way to bring them back? Yeah, I think, and I think it is, like, a good, like, for a good purpose. Sure. You know, like, it is be- I mean, benevolent. Is that the right word? Yeah. The opposite of malevolent? Yes. Tight. Uh, <laughs> like, I think, you know, it was well-intentioned. Okay. And they spend time with kids. Okay. Right? They're, like, they're in definitely... a, it's like they're in a science museum or something, and they entertain kids. Okay. It's like an exhibit? Yeah. Okay. So kind of Jurassic Park-y. Right. Except But for educational purposes. Dangerous. Less dangerous and not just like a huge money grab. Yeah, and but then, then Professor Screw-Eye is like, huge money grab, bro. Right. If I steal these dinosaurs. Takes the dinosaurs. Right. Finds out that they're real. Big okay. circus comes in. Yes. Yeah. There's like a, there's gotta be like a brother and sister combo, right? That are like the main characters. I don't remember. Like every classic yeah. children's movie. All I can remember are the dinosaurs and the professor and like the Einstein-y character. I don't, like, there have to be kids, but I don't remember them. I feel like there's a little boy maybe in a backwards hat. Cute. Maybe not. Yeah, they're they're definitely like kids that hang out with them and like get them out into the city and they do stuff. Yeah, I think at one point they pretend to be like giant balloons <gasps> in a parade. Yeah, 
Um, I remember. Do they pretend to be statues? They got a right at some point, maybe. Like I'm remembering. This is so weird to have memories in real time. Um, but like you know the 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 actors, I guess, on like the streets of New York City that pretend to yeah. be statues. Like I feel like one of them tries to do that. Okay. Or something. Sure. Or I made that up. But yeah, they like they're like having a good time, and then the yeah. bad guy like kidnaps them. Right. And the the only thing that I really Dino naps them. Other thing that I remember specifically is that, and I don't I don't know why, but for some reason, when they're with the kids and when they're they're like happy and they're super cartoony and they can talk. Yes. And then when Professor Screw Eye has them, they're way more realistic looking and they can't talk and they just like want to hurt people. They grumpy. And they're, they're just, like, more like real dinosaurs yeah. would be. And they're, like, in chains and stuff. Yeah, probably because they're in chains. But, I, I mean, they're in chains because they're trying to eat everybody. Yeah. But it's, like, whatever... It might be part of, like, whatever magic or science or whatever has brought them back. Mm, yeah. That, like, they don't have... Is this a magic versus science movie? I don't know. It might be. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's really all I got. And then, yeah, the kids or whoever rescue the dinosaurs from... From the bad guy. From the bad guy. And yeah. Then and then the... Take him back? Crows eat him? And the crows eat him? For what reason? Free? Because he sucks? I think he is magical. Professor Screw? Yeah. Yeah, that's how... Something makes me... Yeah. ...think that he has some sort of magic ability. Like the top hat and the cape combo. I'm pretty Probably. sure he's cape. And purple. There's a lot of purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is dark. Yes. Like, the color palette is dark. When he's around. Yeah. Yeah. Very... Yeah creepy um and do you remember any like voice actors or anything i i want to say that john goodman is one of the dinosaurs he would be the t-rex if he were yeah big bright orange t-rex yeah um, if he's in it that would be so cute that would make me really happy if it's not i hope that we find out that there are like voice actors that were like oh shit i have so too and i feel like that's probably going to be the case it seems like a movie that always happen despite it's not super big yeah it wasn't very i mean maybe it was and i just don't remember I guess. But, but I feel like I was the only kid that watched it for some reason. Yeah. You know, like, it just wasn't, like, a big, I don't know, like, there weren't Halloween costumes or, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, what do you dress as, a dinosaur? Fuck yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, I mean, you would, just, you would just be a dinosaur. Nobody would be like, oh, that's clearly a dinosaur from... From where back. Right. A dinosaur story. I do remember when it came out thinking that it was a sequel and huh. wondering if I was missing was. something. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's where back. Right. But it's just the dinosaurs that are back. Right, the dinosaurs have returned. Yeah. Which would have been a better title. <laughs> the <laughs> dinosaurs, they have returned. <laughs> oh shit, there they are. Yeah. What? What? Close Encounters of the Jurassic Kind. <laughs> it's a different movie. It's, yeah. Okay. Luckily, I don't think we're in danger of there being a porn parody of this one. Oh god, I hope not. I'm not even going to Google that one. Please. Hocus Pocus, I, was, I felt okay Googling to see if there was one. <laughs> not this one. No, don't do that one. I won't. No. I'm not gonna. There's you know there's gotta be some weird fan fiction out there well i don't know it was made so long ago maybe it's safe yeah if it were made today there might be definitely but it's old enough whenever it came out hopefully it's safe we'll don't out. get any ideas whoever's listening oh god Give yeah grubby little typing hands to yourself <laughs> type some weird shit put those pencils down pencils yeah for drawing oh i was like no one's writing longhand <laughs> what is this in this economy the, t- <laughs> the 1600s <laughs> the fuck yeah anything else that you can remember that you 
I just remember really liking it. Yeah. And I'm excited to rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited because I know it won't be as scary as I remember it being, so. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. What if you come back <laughs> and yes. you're, like, scared? I'm like, yeah, it was the most terrifying movie and you're ever like, seen I can never watch another my dinosaur movie. years of life. I was right to avoid it. Yeah. No, I think it'll be good. I think so, too. Yeah. Right. Ready? Yeah. Set. Let's go watch it. Replay. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. a fucking short movie and super convoluted yeah in an hour and seven minutes they managed to tell this whole story that's all over the place about a time traveling scientist that goes back to prehistoric times for some reason and feeds dinosaurs magic cereal and then drops them off in new york city and now they're all smart and then the kids are like hey we like dinosaurs and then the dinosaurs are like we're real and then all the adults are like oh no and then the dinosaurs go to the circus and then they're evil dinosaurs and then the kids have to save them from being evil And then they go to a museum where they pretend to be in an exhibit and everything's fine. That explanation took about as long as watching the movie. (laughs) And I skipped a lot. That was it. (laughs) That's what happened. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Not very close, a little close to what we were remembering, but... Yeah. We, We hit some major key points. But how could we have kept all of the convoluted details in our brains for all of these years while also, you know, remembering how math works? Right. (laughs) Can't have both. Cannot And I use math daily. Yes, more than the plot of... The plot of We're Back. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. Not going forward, who knows? Yeah. It's in there. Did you like it? I mean... I don't know. It was just so complicated. Yeah. And, like, forced. Right. And, like... It just felt like the they were just trying so hard to make me have feelings, which we will get to <laughs> my yeah. feelings later okay. when we work through this. Yes. But it did feel very forced. It did. I felt manipulated. Yeah. It was a Spielberg movie. and But he, like, tells this whole... I guess he's telling this whole story to this little tiny bird that, like, yeah, tried to run away from home. A it's dinosaur some, like, story. One singular dinosaur true. story. Um, so he's telling it to Buster, I believe is the bird's name. Yeah, which kind of feels like it's trying to give you a moral of the story. Yeah, the moral is love your family, don't yeah. run away to join the circus, which is what Buster decided he was going to do. Yeah. Which, he's a bird. Yeah, what was he going to fucking do? The trapeze? Cool. Can't even fly. Dangerous. 
Shot out of a cannon? Stupid. Clown? No one can see you. Oh, these are all terrible. <laughs> it's not <laughs> impressive to be shot out of a cannon if you're a bird. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so it starts with that, which I feel like that part is even longer. Like, him just talking to Buster is even longer than the whole, like, going back in time and coming back to the middle future thing. Yeah, the middle future. Yeah. Which is a time. Yeah. Explain that whole five minutes of the plot to us, Meat Wedge. <laughs> <laughs> It was just, yeah, so bizarre. These dinosaurs are running around doing their own thing, and then this tiny alien comes and tricks him into chasing him down. Tiny alien Jay Leno. Tiny tiny alien Jay Leno chases him down, feeds him this brain grain, and so then his, like, brain gets bigger and smarter, and he can talk all of a sudden. And he gets cute. In English. Yeah, and then he gets... Yeah, cute and cartoony and, like, yeah. is no longer angry and is immediately regretful for all the things that he's done as yes. a Tyrannosaurus Rex, which is nice, I guess. Thanks. And then meets all the other dinosaurs. Which, speaking of that, we were talking about dumb names and how, like, New Eyes and Screw Eyes are both such, like, silly names. Yeah. And we were like, maybe they'll get, you know, the rest of the characters have better names. No. No, Rex's name is Rex. His name is Rex. But the everybody else are okay. Yeah, gets a fun name. Woog. Like, yeah, Woog and Elsa. Who and has, like, five lines. Dweeb. Which, tiny side note, thanks for that friggin' trope of, there are four of them, one of them is a girl. Yeah. Classic. And one of and them is fat. super sexy. <laughs> yeah. Just like, this is really awkward. This pterodactyl has better eyelashes than me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So anyway. Yes. So then he meets all these other dinosaurs, whom, I don't know about pterodactyls, but I know that Woog and Dweeb are supposed to be herbivores and they're eating hot dogs oh yeah they're really into those hot dogs so cool yeah that's fine sure they don't really have the teeth for it but neither do we that's a whole other thing so (laughs) when i was 16 and i got my wisdom teeth taken out and you know for the first couple of days all i ate was mashed potatoes and cookies and cream pudding because i couldn't eat anything gross and then i finally judge me finally was like i have to eat something that is not these things yeah but my teeth still hurt yeah the first thing that I ate was I made a hot dog and I cut it up into very tiny little pieces and then I just like ate mashed them. it against the roof of my mouth. Ate it with your front teeth. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> yeah. So hot dogs are not exactly solid. That's true. my point. Thank here. you for the mental image. You're welcome. So well um, illustrated. Yeah. And so then he's like, okay, the reason that I have that I have brought you here and made you smart and not murderous creatures yes. is because i have this machine that reads children's wishes oh, yeah. i even like skipped that whole part in my yeah. summary of convolutedness yeah yeah because there's too much i have yeah. this machine that reads children's wishes all of these kids wish they could meet a dinosaur right from all over the world yes that's their wish i wish dinosaurs were real yeah. i wish i could beat a t-rex so he's like hey are you guys game do you want to go meet these children and they're like of course that sounds great let's do it yeah time travels to the middle future. Yeah, New Eyes is just, like, driving around with a license plate on the front of his spaceship that says, I'm retired. Fuck the time-space continuum. <laughs> I don't have to obey your rules. <laughs> Goes to New York. Explains nothing no. about New York yeah, to these dinosaurs. Yeah, he's like, uh, just go meet some kids, I guess. Yeah, doesn't explain that there are cars that might try to run them over, or guns, or that people might not be receptive to it. Yeah. Just says, there are children here who want to meet you. Go meet Dr. Bleeb, who is notoriously late all the time can't see for shit yeah mistakes uh two feet tall <laughs> just mistakes construction equipment for dinosaurs yeah frequently yeah it's not like this woman has just he running been around in New York communication talking to... with her at all yeah 
Oh yeah, they don't explain I, that. I mean, I guess she knows that the dinosaurs are coming. Yeah, because, on that certain date, she's yeah. got a whole thing set up. But... She tries to go meet them. Yeah, but there's no contingency plan for if they're not there. How do you schedule appointments when you're traveling through time and space? You don't. Yeah, it sounds like. Yeah. And then, so go meet Doctor Believe. Look out for Professor Screw Eyes. He's a bad guy. He's angry. The end. That's the briefing. Yeah, and just like drops them out yeah. into space with parachutes and one raft. Yes. For dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Everyone. And hopes they don't drown, which we know they can't swim because Rex immediately nearly drowns. Yes. Because he doesn't have arms. He has tiny arms. Yeah, you shouldn't he can't be swim. playing golf. No golf, no so, swimming. He could have dropped them on dry land. That wouldn't have been that hard. Right. Because they have parachutes. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason to land in water. But no, just drop them in the ocean. Okay. <sighs> Listen, audience, we know. This is a cartoon. It's a child's movie. It doesn't have to make sense. No. But this is too much. It's too much. It, there's it's no too plan. much for an adult brain to process. Yeah. So anyway, so that's... there. Okay, now there's dinosaurs in New York. And then we meet Louie, who I was right about... Having the backwards hat. hat. Yeah. <laughs> but not that his name was Max. And so we meet him. And I have, I have so many questions about him. Yes. How long has he been gone? Because he says, I'm running away to the circus. But he because... had to... Yeah, get in the river to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's running away to the circus because his mother loves him too much. It's embarrassing when your mom likes you. And his uh, his father, I assume, is too supportive of his hobbies. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. His dad was like at the store buying him some fucking Hot Wheels yeah. to add to the collection. And yeah. Louis was like, this is too much. I got you these Pop-Tarts that you like so much because I remembered that you like him. And he was like, geez, dad, get off my shit. I'm running away to the circus. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh so the opening scene when they're like in the raft, yeah, and come upon New York City and like look up and see the twin towers. Oof. I was like, oh, yep. And then I was like, do you think every director on nine eleven was like, what a tragedy for all of humanity and also all opening scenes for movies set in New York City? Yeah. <laughs> How will anyone know we're in New York any longer? Well, I mean, the Empire State Building was like, yeah, I'm back on top, baby. Yeah. I bet it was. It was the Empire State Building. <laughs> Dead 9-11 I'm so sick of not being is King this, shit of this town Is this too soon? Yeah, sorry Anyway So anyway So, yeah, so I want to know how long he's been gone Because he doesn't look, you know, hungry Disheveled or, Yeah, disheveled He has a whole, or, um, what are those things called when you make a machine that's like too complicated? Like a machine? Yeah, to make a sandwich Yeah, on a raft On a raft That has all his stuff this on it This kid's a genius So... What's he doing? Uh, he built a... Also, when was he building the raft? I have so many questions. And then, did he just <laughs> find this raft? And so he's like... Because then the dinosaurs all smash it. And he's like, eh, Yeah. I don't care. I guess I'll walk. Like I should have done in the first place. Because it's New York and I'm going to Central Park. So anyway, I'm confused about that. Yeah. I mean... And then the... how I guess... Because he's a kid, but... The, the amount of time it takes for this small child to accept that there are just talking dinosaurs is... He's About immediately just calling them morons. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> the moment he's he meets them. He's not afraid. Them. Yeah. He's like, what a bunch of idiots. And then Rex falls in the in bag in the water and he's like, I'll save you. And then boom, best friends. Not yeah. worried about where also, they came from. Also, he works the heavy machinery. Yeah. Like, with no problem. Also, whose crane is that? There's 45 <laughs> handles in there. 
<laughs> and I yeah. know it was meant to be like, oh, this is confusing. What do I do? But, but again, like, it's just more proof that Louis is a genius. Any he, human being who got a, into that. You should be an engineer. Piece of machinery would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. What are all these levers for? Okay. So anyway. Yes. So that doesn't make any sense. But no. then he's like, oh, y'all are trying to get to the Natural History Museum. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm running away to the circus. Yeah, Central Park. I think his plan is come with me. Yeah, because he wants, if he shows up at the circus with dinosaurs, he'll definitely get he'll in. He'll be a shoe in Right, yeah. which is like, anyone who runs a circus would be like, you can go, the dinosaurs can stay. Yes. You're just a small child with an attitude. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we got plenty of those. Yeah. And yeah. child labor You're laws. You're like eight so you years old. Work here. How old do you think the kids are supposed to be? Um, yeah, maybe ten. Yeah, they're so little. He's, he's pretty street smart. Yeah, but he's in New York. That's true. He's a tough guy, which we'll talk about later. Uh, <laughs> a bad accent on both of our parts. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Sorry, New York. Sorry. As a whole. To all our New York listeners. <laughs> so then, Louis like, okay, I gotta get us downtown. He's at least, you know, figures out, okay, I've accepted that there are talking dinosaurs, but it might not fly with everyone else. But yeah. he's like, okay, Elsa, take me around yes. so that we can figure out a plan. He yeah. sees the parade. And that part... He's like, that's how we'll get... Yeah, when they're flying around really reminded me of the never-ending story yeah. when Bastion's flying around on Falcor. Yeah. And there's, like, triumphant music. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. And then so then he sees the parade and he's like, that's how we'll get you guys downtown. Yeah. On his way back is when we meet Cecilia Nuthatch. Because her little hat flew off. Yeah. Yeah, and she's sad. And he's like, hey, babe. Hey, babe, I'm eight. You're nine. Right. <laughs> Let's make this work. Let's do this. <laughs> she... I think I like her the most. She makes more sense. Like, the reason for her wanting to run away makes more sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Even though no one's wearing jackets. And it's it's November in New York. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. And look nearly cold enough. But it's Thanksgiving. Her parents are gone. And she has this framed photo of them that says, wish you were here. Yeah. Which, so that either means that they have left her... Alone. Alone before. Yeah. Sent her a postcard and she framed it. Or it means they're currently on this vacation on which they took a photo of themselves, wrote, wish you were here, and then sent it to her and she framed it or they framed it. They sent a frame. They sent it in a frame. (laughs) Either way, her parents suck. So for her to be like, yeah, let's leave. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. No no one's here. Who cares? You know, makes sense. Louis's like, my mom likes me. I'm sure Cecilia was like, cool. Yeah. How dare she? Rude. So then they both hop on. Elsa. Back on Elsa's back, and they're like, we'll use this parade to get where we're trying to get to. We'll pretend that you guys are animatronic dinosaurs. Right. But then Rex sees all these kids being like, oh, I wish the dinosaurs were real. And he's yeah. like, guess what? We are. Not only am I real, but I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing a song! <laughs> Which is, it is really cute. It is cute. Not a great song. Um, Fun part. I, I did write down that I that little girl who really wants that hat, yeah, she can see it in the window, yeah. and then she gets Cecilia's old hat. I like her the best out of all the characters because I feel like they spent more time There's on so her character time. development yeah. than anyone else. Yeah. Where she you, she really wants it. And she has nothing to do with the rest of the story. Nothing. Yeah. But that scene takes way too long. Yes. Yeah, this movie is like so... a weird, like, there are so many things that take the wrong amount of time mm-hmm. and so many things that take too much time. So we yeah. have time vortex. I don't know. <laughs> yes. And so then they, f- okay, they find out the dinosaurs are real and everybody's freaking out well and i feel like this part is like the kids were fine with it and then the adults were like oh no this is dangerous yeah so this part of the movie is the seventh message being put through 
is uh, adults bad, yes. kids good. Yes. <laughs> but so then they find out the dinosaurs are real, and they send in the police, who say, you are under arrest. <laughs> yeah. So they're there to arrest the dinosaurs, right. which doesn't go well. No. It is cute. Like the, like the, the, like dynamics, the physical comedy of this part of the movie. Yeah. I, re- I do think that it's funny. Yeah. You know. This scene is the only one that feels well paced. I mean, it, it's yeah. maybe a little bit long, but it's like, this is the appropriate amount of time to spend on this where like there are wacky antics. They're trying yeah. to get away from the cops. They go through all this. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's the only scene that feels right as far as pacing goes. Exactly. But the rest of them are just like either too fast or too slow. Yeah. Um, I did think that, like, that part of the movie, just, like, the direction and the camera angles and stuff of all the antics, my brother was actually in the room. Like, mm-hmm. he walked in and he was like, oh my god, I remember this movie! You know, so he sat down and watched it for a little bit with me, and he was like, this part really reminds me of Space Jam. Yes. Like, just the way... Yeah, like, you can tell that they're working with, like, 3D models as opposed yeah. to just, like, flat animate. They're, like, incorporating yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. It is... It- yeah, it's and then fun he, to look at. And then he was sitting there, and there was that part where, like, I think a newspaper flies in Rex's face or something, and my brother just said, must be fiction, Rex can reach his face. <laughs> 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 That's the biggest stretch of the whole movie. Yeah, that he could pull something off his own face with his little arm. Also, there's the part where, um... He sees the the other float that looks like a dinosaur, uh-huh. and he goes up to him and he says, "Good to see someone of a similar persuasion, if you know what I mean." And I'm like, "Is Rex gay? <laughs> Is Rex a friend of Judy?" Right, there... <laughs> there are other dinosaurs. Yeah, maybe he's just like, oh, "Those guys are nerds." Yeah, those guys over here. See. But it's like a brontosaurus, right? So it's not even like, oh, a fellow meat eater. He's just right. Like, another dinosaur just like of a similar group persuasion is so like yeah what are you what are you doing also this is the scene where like cecilia falls for louis they just louis starts because they do the i'm falling in love with you slow blink yes where she's staring at him and blinking slowly and and yeah like like, leaning on him yeah yeah and he well it just like focuses on her and everything's like so dreamy and he's just looking into her eyes and she's like yeah the slow blink and And they just met and this girl is like literally just met yeah she's clearly starved for attention yes she's in that big old cool apartment yeah by herself terrible And he, you know, he's like, oh, he's from the streets. And he's yeah, like a cool just, guy with a tough attitude. I just hate that they've like shoehorned in this had. like oh, yeah. romance in this movie. Yeah. I'm going to keep complaining about it too. As well you should. Anyway. Anyway. So then they're like, okay, meet us in Central Park, dinosaurs who just arrived on the planet. The pla- I mean, they're well, from the planet. Yeah. Who just arrived in this time period yeah. and don't know how to read and don't know what a Central Park is. They probably know how to read. That's true. They, they got are brain very green. smart. They got brain green. You're right. Yeah. So he's like, meet us in Central Park. They go there. They go to the circus. They meet Professor. Even before they meet him, that circus is super creepy. Yes. And like, it can't have been what Louis was imagining. That he wanted to join. That he wanted to join. Yeah, you yeah, think he awful. was like imagining a fun circus? I would think so. There is a part where screw us. He's like, I appeal to a particular group. And I was like, yeah, circus people. Yeah. <laughs> I know circus people. Those are your people. Weirdos. Yeah. He's got a big audience, though. Not to jump ahead. There's That's a, true. a lot of people at that circus. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the so there's like those people who are there who he immediately gets in a fight with. Three seedy looking, for some reason, almost entirely gray 
adults. <laughs> adults are gray, dude. I guess. With their mohawks. And Have their you looked weird in the hair. mirror recently? <sighs> I try not to. <laughs> what if I'm gray? Um, great. You're great. Thank you. Anyway, so then yeah. he tries Louis to get in a fight with them. Tries to fight three adults. For no reason. Yeah. Fucking punks. And then is like, I'm going to join this circuit. He takes. He needs no convincing to join the circus. No. I mean, Professor Screwize barely even has to use, like, reverse psychology. He's like, yeah. go away, the circus is closed. Yeah. And Louis's like, no. And he's like, okay, sign this contract. Yeah, and he That's does. That's it. And again, I would like to remind everyone that Louis is mad at his mom for <laughs> kissing him in public. Yes. Yeah. This feels, uh, again, a little throwback to Hocus Pocus, where it's just like, oh, a boy is getting everyone into trouble. Yeah. Again. It's what they do. Yeah. But also, may I remind audience, as much as we have already talked about all of the things that have happened, this is like 30 minutes into the movie, maybe. Yeah. Which is not very much, but it's also halfway. Yes. So, relatively. So the main, I feel like the, I don't know, the main conflict of the story is them being, you know, the circus. Like, the circus being the bad part is the main conflict. And it yes. takes... Both too long and too short to, like, get yes. to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're already here. Yeah. We've just met these characters. We've just met Louis. We've just met Cecilia. We've basically just met the dinosaurs. They're already in grave yes. danger. Right. So, Screw Eyes is like, you're mine now. You belong to me. And they're like, cool. And Cecilia just signs it because Louis did. Yeah. Because she falls too fast. Yeah. She you just met him. And, you know, they don't go into it, but she's probably just like, oh, I can join a thing where people will be, you I know, guess. and she's been alone. But also, oh my god, the Fright Radio is terrifying. Yeah. That was so dark. Yeah. All the kids just, like, the little ghosty things floating yeah. through the air of screaming children. Yes. I was like, what the fuck was I watching as a kid? This yeah. This came out in 1993 when yes. I was five? Yeah, yeah five years old. <laughs> yeah, and so then... The dinosaurs show up a moment too late. Yes, of course. And classic dinosaurs are like, "Give us those children." And he's like, "No, they belong to me forever. They just signed this contract." Yeah, and then he gives them the brain drain. Yeah, he says, "I'll trade you if you guys stay with me." Yeah. The part, well, yeah, they turn into they de evolve. Yes. Um, this part sponsored by Dare. Cereal good, pills bad. <laughs> <laughs> pills drain brain. Cereal yes. brain grain. Yes. That's the tagline of the movie. That is. <laughs> yeah, so he says, I'll trade you. You come be with me. Be a part of my circus. Yeah, and this is exactly dinosaurs... what you were saying. If you show up as a stupid kid yep. with dinosaurs, yep. they're going to ask you to leave and the dinosaurs to stay. Yep. So that's what happened. Yeah, the second that Screw Eyes was like, oh, there are dinosaurs? I don't need these kids. Yeah. There are kids everywhere. Right. So, Always running away. Because yeah. their mom loves them. <laughs> Too many loving moms out there, I tell you. Yes. Message number a 15 yeah. to parents. Yeah. <laughs> Ease up on your kids a little right. bit. Don't love them too much. God. But do love, do take them on vacation with you. Yes. Find the happy balance. Is this just a manual for parenthood? But so he's like, come, come be a part of my circus. And they're like, well, we love these children we just met so much that we're willing to sacrifice, to sacrifice ourselves. all of the knowledge that we've just gained about the entire world. Which, like, for Rex, sort of makes sense. Louis saved him from drowning. He's been talking to him. Woog and Dweeb and Elsa are just there. Well, I mean, I feel like Elsa and Louis did bond a little bit when they were flying around the city. That's true. But enough. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I mean, what else are they going to do? Just be like, well, you got yourself into this mess. 
nine-year-old little boy. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. At least your tiny girlfriend's so, with mean, you. I mean, yeah, they're, I guess they're in, like, a moral quandary here, which Screw is like, yeah, you're not going to fight me because you're too smart now. You're too evolved right. to fight me. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. That's fair. What else are they going to do? Mm, they had their moral munchies that morning. Yes. Brain, <laughs> brain grain and Cereal, good. <laughs> Physically and morally. Yes. Uh, yeah, and then the kids fall asleep. Yeah, holding in the circus, hands, holding hands, it's pretty little... adorable. And then Stubbs comes and in. Comes... Stubbs, my favorite part Stubbs of the movie. The he is pretty great. I would have liked to see more of him. Yeah, but even Stubbs is like, again, take one look at this circus and go, is this where you imagined yourself when you were in clown school? Right, clown college. Your... Thank actually, you. your Doctor Stubbs clownery. <laughs> your brand of clownery yes. does not fit into this circus. No. You're too colorful. You're trying to make people laugh. Yeah. Screw Eyes is all about fear. Exactly. It doesn't fit in. Why are you trying so hard? Yeah. And not not only... I don't just want to blame the graduate of Clown College Dr. Stubbs for this mishap. Um, but the writers of this movie, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, we need some comedic relief. Okay, tight. It doesn't make sense. Nope. Doesn't make any sense. It Why is, is very funny, so though. Does, it, yes. Does Screw Eyes have something on him? I mean, he's just saying, like, I think he mentions that he used to work in a circus. Yeah, a normal circus. got fired? Or yeah, I don't, for I don't some reason. So he was like, this is, like, the only circus. But it, he says, you know, he says, I can stay. He'll put me in the act if I make him laugh. Right. It's not gonna happen. No, the only way Why that he can around? make him laugh is probably if he hurt himself. Yeah. Go to, go find a different circus. Go work at a shoe carnival. But, like, <laughs> find a real job. <laughs> This ain't cutting it. A shoe carnival <laughs> is a clown. <laughs> he wears clown shoes and he works at a circus, which is sometimes called a carnival. Thank <laughs> Sorry, you. That was very funny. <laughs> Thank you. It got me real good. Um, it just it just doesn't make any sense. And then of course you know the kids are like they don't really remember. They're like, what do we do? And stuff. It's like, oh, you, you, there's nothing you can do. Just go. You need to leave. Which yeah. you know he's he's a good guy. He's trying to. Yeah, he's trying to help. He's like, eat your pancakes with no fork, spoon, syrup. Just weird. I made you pancakes. Floppy pancakes. After breakfast, you gotta go. Yes. And they're like, what happened? And he's like, I won't tell you. And they're like, Stubbs, tell us. And he's like, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Here you go. He's spine. I mean, that's at least from what we know in character for him. He seems very spineless. Truly. Immediately just like gets flattened by anyone. Um, I also noticed on, I think it's this part. Because they're showing, like, more of the circus and stuff. They show, like, the crows a lot. They're always hanging out by a bucket of brain drain. And then there's a scene, like, towards when things kind of fall apart for Professor Screw Eyes where the bucket is, like, knocked over. Mm. So I feel like that almost explains better, like, why it ends up the way that it does. Because, like, the crows have been eating brain drain and then they, like, stop eating it. So they, like, wisen up. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Cause, I can see that. Yeah. I didn't it, notice that. Interesting. Yeah. So then the circus starts, which Yeah, in the morning. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing in the morning? <laughs> I'm going to a creepy ass cir- Like, I just feel like the eccentric circus should be at night. Yeah. But the kids wake up and then they're like, well, we got to go. But then there's all these people piling in. So it either they either hang out all, all day. day with That's a lot of pancakes. Yeah getting ready to infiltrate the circus or it happens in the middle of the day which doesn't make any sense it's a matinee either but yeah it is very dark yeah and then they're dressed as like little goblins little demons i know which is pretty cute the circus itself it was fun tight 
Yeah, the way and, it was, like, animated. Yeah, it's a sweet laser show. Yeah. Like, it's kind of creepy if you were into that. And yeah. you'd be like, oh, I'd like to be scared. Like, It'd be fun. It would be a fun place to be. I was real sad when he brought in those, like, all those elephants. They just met. Yeah. A lot has happened. Yeah. The relationship doesn't make any sense. But I still cried. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's big and sc- Okay, kids being brave just kills me. I know, I and know. And Rex is so scary. And Louis like, hugging his leg, asking him not to be a bad guy. That part is cute. The part that doesn't make sense to me is where he's like, take a lesson from me. I'm the ultimate tough guy. And it's like, are you? Yeah. You're like a pudgy white boy Aww. who, like, whose family loves him. I know. And he's, but he's, like, sad and crying because he doesn't want Rex to be bad. Yeah. I don't know. It just it got is, me. It is cute. It's just, it's another thing that, again, it's like, is this already happening? Yeah, it's, it feels very, I mean, I, when it was happening, I was like, I'm, I mean, the, the whole circus is cool until Screw Eyes himself starts talking and it's like, you're a huge nerd. Yeah. Because he says, I am the master of fear and I'm not afraid. Yeah. Yeah, you just, why would you be afraid if you're the master of fear? Like, you, you're an idiot. He's just yeah. an idiot. He's such a he's weird like try, character, he's a too. try hard. Oh, definitely. That's basically what's yeah, happening. Yeah, he's not fun at parties. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, yeah. And then everything's fine. Yeah. And then Screw Eyes gets eaten by the crows. Right, because they stopped eating the brain drain, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I'd and never... Stubbs quits. Yeah. Which, the scene that with scene Stubbs That scene is so quitting, funny. Very funny. And the audience laughs. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's got, he's got his like validation where he's like, oh, I am a funny clown. I'm yeah. a good clown. Yeah. But that scene is longer. Oh yeah. Than any of the rest of his scenes put together. Yeah. So they're like, oh, here's a clown. He's not funny. Actually, he is funny. Look at all this funny stuff he does. Like, all right. He probably could have been doing this stuff the whole time. If yeah. We were in a real circus and not this freak show. So the bulk of the movie is Rex talking to a small bird. Yep. A girl finally getting her Thanksgiving hat. Yep. A clown finding himself. Yes. And dinosaurs running away from the cops. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. And then the rest of the plot is just like 30 seconds here and there. Yeah. <laughs> and then the dinosaurs are all... So Rex gets the big long speech. And by long, I mean te- about 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. Gets this big, long, heartfelt speech. Rex, don't be bad. I love you. And then he's good. He's, he pops back into being cutesy. And then the other dinosaurs just get a hug. And then they're fine. And they're fine. That's all they needed. Yeah, is it. Yeah. And then that's it. They go live at the Museum of Natural History with Dr. Bleep, who finally shows finally, up. Oh, yeah. they go find her. Yeah, they had to go find her again. And that's it. The end. Okay. Rex. Er- okay, not quite the end, because we're going to talk about the second time I cried. <laughs> is it? Yeah? <laughs> then what happens? <laughs> well... It's when they're at the museum, you know, and they're all on, like, pause or whatever, and then mm-hmm. the kids run in, and they, like, come to life, and the yeah. kids are just, like, so excited. Yeah. And the dinosaurs are so happy that they're making yeah. the kids happy. That is really cute. And I was just like... <clears throat> <laughs> and there's a little boy named Max. <laughs> yes, there is. Because there always is. There has to be at least one. But yeah, that's pretty much the end, yeah. yeah. And then... And then after all of that, Rex is like, so the moral of the story, Buster, is, uh, love your mama. Yep. <laughs> Don't run away to the circus. See, it would make so much more sense if, not to, like, rewrite the movie while we're sitting here, but, like, if Rex had, like... Replay, rewind, rewrite. (laughs) Actually. Yeah. Listen up, Spielberg. If 
Rex had had a family before he got the brain grain, and, and then he got the, from it. the got the brain grain and had to make the decision to leave them. Mm. And then when he gets to this like new future, he's like, "I really like this, but I do miss my family, and I wish that I had appreciated them more, or something." You know, hmm. like for Rex to teach this lesson doesn't make any sense. Well, because he's it says a dinosaur story, but he's basically telling Buster Louis' story, right? He's like, I knew a kid who ran away to join the circus. It didn't go well. Yeah. Here's what happened. Right. But, like, it kind of did work out all right. Yeah, it was fine. And all of this happens in, like, 12 hours over the the true timeline. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's one day. Maybe yeah. two from start to finish, but. I think, yeah, it would be, like, afternoon because the Macy's Day Parade is, like, in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning. Mm-hmm. And then the and afternoon. Then the <laughs> afternoon, maybe nighttime if they hang out with yeah. this adult clown all day. <laughs> Hanging out. I don't know. Maybe he shows them more. But, okay. So we've, we've kind of already discussed it. Is it is it a replay or a rewind? Oh, it's definitely a rewind. Yeah. And, and put yeah. her back up on the shelf. Thank you. Yeah. Once every 25 years is good. Yeah. Sadly. Mm-hmm. I do feel like whenever... It ever if it ever comes up in conversation, I'm gonna have a lot to say to whatever unwitting stranger brings yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, like oh, you don't remember, but I'll tell you all about it. I do hate on another note again that they shoved a love story in here, not only between Louis and Cecilia, but between Rex and Elsa. Between Rex and Elsa is even worse. Like I feel like if there are two things in the universe that should be exempt from a forced love story, it is children and dinosaurs. <laughs> Yes. And they managed to put both. They put them both in there. In an hour and seven minutes. Yes. I hate Louis it. Louis and Cecilia makes a little bit of sense. They go through a lot of emotions together. In 24 hours. In 24 hours. Rex and Elsa makes no sense at all. No. Except that Elsa just keeps laying eggs. Yeah. The joke She's about just... laying eggs the whole time. I'm like, can we? What? Real horny. For everything. <sighs> Hot dogs. Children's movies from the 90s. Dark and horny. And Tyrannosaurus Rexes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, same. I, I. Oh, speaking of horny, I forgot to say earlier. Do you remember the part in the circus when there's like a mermaid in a shell that looks exactly like Jessica Rabbit? Oh yeah, he's like Roger you can Rabbit. have this mer. Yeah, this it's one of his things that he like gives to screw eyes. Yeah, yeah, and he pulls like when uh, Stubbs is quitting, he yeah. pulls it out of his pants or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> but I was like, oh hey, oh, it's Jessica Rabbit. And there she is because. uh... Spielberg had just done Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so I feel like it was almost like There a, are a lot of tiny little references to other... Yeah, Spielberg. I mean, Spielberg projects, even. Yeah. Yeah, so let's get into the... Yeah. Unless you have any other, so like, complaints about it. <laughs> Thousands, but, I mean, we'll get we'll get to it. No, I mean, that's pretty much it. It just... Definitely a rewind. Definitely a rewind. Yeah. And um, we've already discussed whether or not it made you cry. It did not... It didn't get didn't you. didn't get me. No. Mm-hmm. I was too annoyed. That's fair. To... Too much of a whirlwind. Yeah. Yep. I'm just a baby. It's fine. I know. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. What, uh, got any, any interesting Well, I things? feel like most of my research was just like, wow, there were a lot of movies coming out around this time trying yes. to take advantage of, like, the, like, animation boom that was happening. Yeah. It was, like, all this. I did think it was interesting. It was, like, the same time as Jurassic Park because Spielberg wanted to make, like, a kid-friendly dinosaur movie. Yeah, that's kind of how he was marketing it. It was like, I know you can't go see Jurassic Park with your kids, but, you know, here's this one, which I think between the two of them... Right? 
children are going to be less afraid of Jurassic Park. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Jurassic Park is gory, but like I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah, we all did. It's not. I think Steven Spielberg prey on your fear. Yeah, missed out on <laughs> how many kids were watching that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's another little Easter egg is that when they're at the Macy's Day Parade, the theater marquee says Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. which was cute. There's a lot of fun, tiny little references when Captain New Eyes tells Warp to open the pod bay doors. Yes. That was cute. That was. Um, Which is what I'm going to say now every time we come to record. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this movie took four years to make. Yeah, I mean, that was... And I feel like that was when those movies took so long to make. Yeah. You know, like, The Lion King came out the next year and it took, like, five years to make or something. It just seems... Because it's so short. That's true. This is like you spent four years on doing what? On what, exactly? Well, yeah. part of it, it turns out, part of what they spent so much time doing was chasing actors around the planet to get them to record because they did not set up a recording studio and then have people come to them they went to the actors wherever they were oh that's Um, kind it is um desperate yes (laughs) (laughs) so what what i did think was cool because i mean this is an all-star cast yeah it's insane yeah john goodman martin um, short martin short walter cronkite so good jay leno walter cronkite's first and only acting role julia childs too julia childs yeah because her voice sounded familiar and mm-hmm. i was like i wonder if it's just because she's julia childs or if she did do other voice work and i looked it up and she has not no yeah it's just her yeah do you know how she came to be in this movie yes i do why don't you tell the audience i will <laughs> so apparently um during storyboarding and everything uh one of the directors was really good at impressions and he would do He'd be like, okay, this character, haha, she sounds like Julia Child, and this character sounds like Walter Cronkite. So he would just do these impressions while they were trying to work it out. And his impressions were so good and delighted Steven Spielberg so much that when it came time to cast, he was like, I'm just going to go call Walter Cronkite and see if he'll do it. And because he's Steven Spielberg, and you know, in the early 90s, they were like, sure. They probably could have saved some money so. and just had the guy do the impressions. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Julia Child does not find his impression of her amusing oh so but flattery is the highest form of right wait oh at one point that's not um, the quote no it's fine. imitation flattery is the highest form of imitation yeah there we go nailed it <laughs> um yeah there there was one point where um she was reading some of the lines uh the dinosaurs knock on the doors at the museum and she's like i'm coming i'm coming yeah and he's like no 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 do it do it big do it loud you know like you're running towards them and he like demonstrated to her how to sound like herself yeah and she said well you don't want me to do it in that cartoony kind of voice do you and he's like no no no, nope just just do it the way you would do it ma'am it's a cartoon right you it's a cartoon and ma'am this is a wendy's (laughs) and a cartoon this is a cartoon wendy's no disrespect to julia child combination cartoon wendy's (laughs) (laughs) i don't see you dude i thought that was really cool but yeah so they they ran a bunch of places uh, trying to record, which one of the people who was supposed to hopefully play Professor Screws was Christopher Lloyd. Oh, that would have been fun. And they, yeah, after their initial person, which we will we'll talk about that in a minute because yeah. that's a whole thing. Um, so he was the second choice. They flew to Boston. He was busy working on a play. They flew to Boston anyway to hopefully get him to record it. And they waited all day for him. And then he just, he was like, I can't show up. He just didn't show up. And they flew back home. And then they flew back to Boston. This is, again, convoluted. This yes. whole movie, all of it is yes. convoluted. They flew back to Boston, have, had him record all of it, decided they didn't like it, scrapped it. Went. They had him record the whole movie, not like just a sample? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I um, guess... And then Spielberg didn't like it. I guess so. he doesn't have like a ton of 
parts. He's probably in like 20 minutes of the movie, I guess. Yeah, it's not too much. Yeah, but still, that seems like a lot yeah. of work to just be like, meh. Yeah, change. But then I guess Spielberg was like, I like you for the page master instead. True. <laughs> um, I mean, they did that They did that with Shrek. They had uh, Mike Myers recorded the entire movie. Yeah. And then went, actually, he should be Scottish. And then they re-recorded the whole movie. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. This is after Chris Farley recorded. This is a Shrek podcast now. <laughs> Wait, is... Chris Farley was supposed to be Shrek? Chris Farley was originally Shrek. Oh. Uh, tiny side note, recorded most of the movie, then he died. No! Couldn't finish I it. I didn't know that! So then they had Mike Myers do it, and then he decided Shrek that should be Scottish, feelings. and then they re-recorded. So there are three versions of Shrek out there in the world in the alternate universes. I want to hear the Chris, or see the Chris Farley version. Yeah. I want, the yeah, there's got to be, like, bits yeah. somewhere. There has to be, and I want them, because I love Chris Farley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so much like that. Yes. Very um, convoluted. Incredibly convoluted. But yeah, so... So then they got Kenneth Mars, who also voiced King Triton in The Little Mermaid. Yeah, so and was in Christ. Young Frankenstein. Yeah. He yeah, did I a was, really good job. Yeah, I was looking at his credits, and I was like, yeah, he's in everything. Yeah, he's perfect for the role. He yeah, absolutely. did a much better job than John, John Malkovich, Malkovich would have done, <laughs> because that is insane. Yeah, we're going to put it in the show notes so that you all can watch the, like, 45-second clip of it. Yes, please go watch him it. trying it. It is it's the crazy. craziest thing I've yeah. ever heard. So it's it's, it's a cutscene that explains Professor New- Screwize's backstory, which is cool. Yeah, I guess. And makes sen- it just makes sense. It's metal as fuck. It is. Yeah. So he explains that... He should have been in a metal band instead uh, of a circus. Right. Yeah. You do wonder, what's he been doing his whole life? Up till now? Yeah, because this happened like when as he a was kid? a little boy. Yeah. And then his eyeball gets pecked out by a crow right so he has been afraid of crows ever since then but he also says it was super senseless i didn't deserve it and so from that point on i decided i was going to add to the senselessness of the world i was going to act accordingly yeah Yeah. and he also is like and like master my fears or whatever yeah because i was scared of crows and now i hang out with them yes i'm still afraid of them yes um so that that also makes sense for his death scene when he says when i'm alone and it's just me and the crows i'm afraid that something's gonna happen and then right. they immediately eat him even though he's not alone because the whole audience is still there and they all watch it happen yeah but the crows are just like you know what actually yeah they just got guy. so inspired by the dinosaurs i guess i don't know that part doesn't make any sense either but neither does john malkovich no <sighs> yes please just go listen because it is it's incredible yeah you'll understand yep it's almost like they didn't give him any direction either on like what this character is supposed to be like because he just sounds like john malkovich yeah just like uh i don't know just be john malkovich or whatever he doesn't sound super angry except for when he does he sounds happy out of nowhere yeah (laughs) it's not the type to be running he's like yeah you know i just like got my eye taken out or whatever Eh, you know a crow i think i don't remember i just picked crows (sighs) yeah it's odd anyway what else you got no one liked this movie nobody liked it and that's fair it it made like i think nine Nine million? Total, yeah. Total. And, like, three of it was, like, in the opening weekend. Yeah, so. 3.7 million in the first yeah. week and 9.3 million total. It has a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. There was an original screening with test audiences. The audiences hated it. Yeah. They had to go back and change a lot of things. I want to know what it was before. Yeah. Like, what was worse? Well... Like, what about it was even worse? So, John Malkovich, there's a, a quote from him where he says he, he doesn't like to talk about it. Um, he won't talk about it in interviews, but he <laughs> so at one silly. point said that he's talking about how he left... Left the production or whatever? Left the production, but left, like, L.A. in general because there's no soul around here and everything 
things that have art get bureaucratized all to hell and you know mm. you can't whatever Very he says John Malkovich. he was i was in an animated dinosaur project and they bureaucratized the art out of that so he thought it had a lot of art in it to begin with yeah was so it the original screening before? i don't know that scene that he's in got cut from the movie because yeah. it was deemed too too dark scary for yeah. children but then there's just this guy with the screw eye and no explanation. No explanation. I mean, it still doesn't explain why he chose to put a screw in his face. Oh, shit, yeah. Other than anything else. And where his magic comes from. Because he is magical. Fuck. There's so much about this no movie. No explanation. Yeah. I w- we did mention that, though, when we were trying to remember. I was like, I think he's magical, but I can't remember yeah. why. And, and you I right. couldn't remember why, because there's no reason. It doesn't tell you. It. I mean, it is kind of a science versus magic sort of thing. Like, Captain New Eyes is like, I've created this thing. It's right. very scientific, except for his dream machine. His wish radio, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, Screw Eyes is, like, magical and can hypnotize, because he hypnotizes Louis. I feel like this is trying circus. to teach children that if you remove your eye and put a screw in it, you'll be magic. So anyway. What were their parents like? Who's? Oh. Yeah, the new and new screw. New eyes and screw eyes? New and screw. <laughs> so those are their first name. <laughs> their last name is Eyes. I don't know. Their names don't make sense. <laughs> their children are named New They're and They're brothers, screw. right? Yeah, but they don't okay. have the same last name. But like, so New Eyes is from the future, though. Not like he went to the future. He is from the future. And his brother is in the middle future. Maybe he dropped his brother off. Yeah, fuck the time-space continuum, I guess. Yeah, he's like, I can't deal with you, I'm leaving you in the 30s. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? I don't know. The whole thing is confusing. It makes sense that the plot doesn't make sense, sort of, because of the source. It's from a children's book that is literally just... That started as a calendar. Yes. Yeah. So Hudson Talbot used to just draw calendars, I guess, and then he drew this calendar for 1987 that was My Pet Dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, my pet dinosaur. Or your your pet dinosaur? Petting your dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yes. And it was supposed to be like a jokey... Oh, sorry. The calendar was for, for 84 or 85. They started making the movie in 87. Oh. Something like that. Anyway. Well, never mind. Not cool anymore. Not cool. Yeah, so he, he made this calendar, and then the calendar was in Barnes & Noble, and someone approached him and said, hey, would you be willing to write a children's book? And they, he was like, like, looked sure, him up in the before. white pages, and were like, hey, do you want to write a book? That's so cute. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, whatever. He'd never written a children's book before, and now that's, he has, like, a lot of them out. Yeah, like 30-something. Yeah. 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 It's not a great children's book. No, but it's, I mean, it's cute. The plot of the children's book is just, there are no humans new human characters really except for dr bleeb yeah at the end yeah no but there's there's no like new eyes screw major, eyes right there's no like um, kids no radios it's just vorb yeah it's just vorb who has the brain grain yeah yeah and there's there's no bad guy so that's what um they were saying they had to create this villain and they had to give it more of a plot and Talbot, like, really was just, like, watching this happen and being like, you are ruining this story that I created. And everybody's kind of like, yep, but if you want to make money, you're going to get paid. And bear it. And yeah. He's like, okay. I mean, I would take it. That's yeah. fine. It's like a 15-page children's book. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder sure. how much they paid him, because the movie didn't make very much. That's a good question. You get $10. You get <laughs> But in 1993 money, that's like $50. <laughs> yeah, we'll take you out to dinner. He did get to hang out on the Universal Studios lot. He had, like, complete access to it. He just, oh, like, drove fun. around in a golf cart and, like, yeah. hung out on the lot. And they were like, this is pretty much your your perk. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of super big names as far as 
directors go too. Um, you know, you have people who did American Tale and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and then Balto and Prince of Egypt, and mm-hmm. like just all this stuff. Oh, also, Five Goes West. Yardley Smith. Yes. Voiced Cecilia Nuthatch. Right. She also voices Lisa Simpson. Oh. So if you were listening, if you're watching and going, that sounds familiar. Nice. That's Lisa Simpson. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons, so. No. That's true. <laughs> she was in her late 20s when yeah. they filmed this movie. Huh. Joey Shea, who voiced Louie, was 15. Oh. So. That happens a lot, though. That's cute. I, I mean, she sounds like a child, so yeah. it's not like they were adults in it. But There's it's still a lot just of adults like, that voice children. Yeah, they were in love with each other. That's. Barely. They've known each other for one day. <sighs> yeah, that's true. It's fake. <laughs> fake. <laughs> it didn't even start out with, like, tiny dinosaurs as a test run to see if it would work. He went and got a T-Rex yeah. and dropped it in New York City in 1993. I was like, haha, fuck this. I looked into the uh, soundtrack quite a bit. Yeah. Because I thought it was good. Yeah. Like, I liked the soundtrack. Yeah. The, you know, the roll back the rock or whatever. It's catchy. It's not a great song, but just, like, the overall soundtrack, I thought fit well yeah um so i was looking into that and uh the composer first became known when he did the score for the wrath of khan tight but he is most widely known for writing my heart will go on oh wow but i also found out that um he didn't write a lot of it the directors said that they would like go into the studio or whatever and there would be someone else working with the orchestra okay uh and then james horner is the composer he would come in and be like Okay, that sounds fine. And it was like, he had outsourced, like, it was like four other people to write things, like, in his style. Okay. Which is really weird. That is weird. Yeah. So, like, ghostwriters, fortunes. Yeah, for children's movie that's not even very long. I don't know how much... You were so busy that you couldn't be bothered. It really took. Um, But, and we'll put this in the show notes, too. I, like, couldn't unhear the like, melody of Roll Back the Rock sounding like, um, the song from Ferngully. Yeah. Life is magic. Life is a magic thing. Yeah. Um, so we'll put it in the show notes and you can compare and see what you think. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I kept trying to find if, like, the same person worked on both of them and I couldn't find anything, but I did find a little section on Horner's Wikipedia page about his musical borrowing. Okay. And he had gotten in legal trouble for plagiarism. So he stole that. So I'm just gonna tell myself that he saw Ferngully, because Ferngully came out first. Yeah. And I'm just gonna... He just took it, but then he went, no one's watching this. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's canon to me that he took that, like, melody. Yeah. Yeah. Or whoever was ghostwriting it. (laughs) (laughs) Someone was like, alright, he's known for stealing shit. He told me to write it in his style. His style is stealing shit. No one's gonna watch this piece of shit dinosaur movie. No anyway. one saw Fern Gully. Jurassic no one Park saw is coming back. out this year. Exactly. Yoink. Yeah. And no, no one has noticed until you at this point. My brain recording with music stuff is just like it I just don't. Here's the similarities. Yeah, it's annoying. Like how I noticed that <laughs> "Come Sail Away" by Styx mm-hmm. and uh, "Welcome to the Black Parade" by My Chemical Romance are basically the same song. Oh no! Just okay, I'll have to check that out. In different generations. Yeah, they're like. Each generation's version of that song. I mean, there's only so many I arrangements of notes. It's not the, it's it's so not really the notes. It's like, it's like the way it's composed, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Um, I want to read... <laughs> can I read this uh, part of Roger Ebert's review? Please. 
It's too lightweight and flimsy for a theatrical film. It's shallow and kind of dumb, and the animation is routine, and the story isn't much, and the stakes are a lot higher these days in the feature-length animation game. Because let's all remember, like, Aladdin came yeah. out around this time. Lion yeah. King came out in the next year. Yeah, this this whole project feels very, like, just, like, slapped together. Yeah, which is... It, and it wasn't. Right. Because, like, Steven Spielberg had just done um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And, like, a lot of other big stuff was coming out. And he, yeah. And he, like, idolized Walt Disney, and he really wanted to also have an animation... Like, he put together an animation studio. Right. Emblemation. Yes. Which is annoying. Yes. But they only ended up doing three movies, this being one of them. Yeah. But there were 230 people working on this movie for four years. For four years. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. And, and it yeah, it feels, like, very early, like, rudimentary. And then when you think about the fact that the Little Mermaid came out in '89. Yeah. So like, the stakes are high. They're yeah, there are huge. Beauty and the Beast had movies. just won for like best movie or something. Yeah, there are huge movies yeah. happening, and then this comes out, and it's like this, this is what you're gonna put up against all Aladdin. of this. Yeah. And yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get this guy who was in the Little Mermaid and put him in this movie, and then be like, this is good enough. I wish Steven Spielberg had written this movie instead of uh, yeah the other guy. Yeah. It might have been better. What's his name? Roger Ebert also had this to say. Okay. There is, after a long time, a song and dance number called Roll Back the Rock, which is the first song I've heard in a long time that I am sure I could personally have written and performed better. (laughs) Somewhere out there is a Roger Ebert recording of Roll Back the Rock. In his shower, just like... Roll back the rock. Roll back the rock. And he's like, hell yeah, I sound great. The version at the end, though, with Little Richard is dope. Yes, it is. Because I mean, like, it's a little rigid. John Goodman's version is it's fun. Fine. Yeah, he's not a singer. Also, like the day before John Goodman recorded his lines, he had his wisdom teeth taken out. I know, I saw that. So he was like working through all this pain, doing a great job. You would never have guessed that he was suffering. And it said between takes, he would just be like rubbing his face and like, "Good yeah, for you." I know, John Goodman. I mean, everybody who was in it. I feel like did their best. I mean, Julia yeah. Childs is not a she's not an actress. I'm reading the lyrics because I feel like there was Turn back the clock, baby, you can see why the 20th century appeals to me. So much to learn and so much to do and a zillion wonderful things to chew. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. It's a yeah. cute song. But um, I feel like that feels threatening. Yep. If the audience is already afraid of these dinosaurs. Yep. <laughs> are the things to chew if you're thinking this guy's unreal just imagine how i must feel just imagine how i must feel human beings Mm, what a meal oh no right you're not selling it rex first that's not canon to the story of him being smart and not violent and not wanting to eat living things so i don't know why that's in there no Anyway, not a great song. Not, not a, a great, great movie. Not a great movie. Also, Ooh. um, this is from the New York Times, uh, 1993, like, it wasn't, like, a really long review. It was more of, like, a synopsis sort of thing. But yeah. it says, Parents seeking innocent kitty entertainment should know that the dinosaurs are drugged, the children are briefly transformed into monkeys, <laughs> and the professor is eventually devoured by crows. Yep. <laughs> Those are all good things to know going in. Yeah, because I did feel like the evolution thing was, like, kind of ballsy to put in in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, they straight up say, we've evolved. Yeah. Well, and... And And monkeys. They make the kids, yeah, yeah, they devolve the monkeys. Yeah. Which I feel like wouldn't even go over well now. No. I mean, we have gone backwards a bit. 
But, yeah. you know, in 93, that's pretty bold, too. Yeah. I mean, that was like, they're still fighting over whether you can even teach evolution in schools, you know? That's true. Yeah, for him to be like, oh, I'll give them this brain drain, they'll and they will devolve. Yeah. Yeah. Just directly into monkeys. I'll make... Because he's like, I'll make them into monsters, and then they turn into these adorable Cute little monkeys. Cute monkeys, I in know. Their clothes transform as well. Yes. My clothes have had brain drain. <laughs> That's what I'm going to use as an excuse when I look stupid from now on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I left the brain drain in my closet too long. Sorry, I got brain drain in my pockets. <laughs> um, so the year that this movie came out, because it came out in November of 93, so right around Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. So the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was happening. And they made a Rex balloon oh. to put in the parade that year. That's cute. And his little dinosaur balloon face got caught on a street lamp sticking out from a building. Oh, and no. it popped his head. Oh, no. But the rest of his body oh, stayed no. inflated. So for the rest, the majority of the parade, there was this headless dinosaur. God. <laughs> Which really, I feel like it's just like an omen for how well this <sighs> rough was that before that was a fun... or after the movie came out um whatever i mean right around because yeah it, it came out november 24th and you know thanksgiving is always yeah it's my friend sarah's right birthday towards the end happy birthday sarah <laughs> and uh so i feel like the parade is is it on thanksgiving day or yeah they do it on thanksgiving yeah so, so it depends been... on when it landed yeah yeah but yeah so that's a fun little image of this oh balloon with a little popped head well terrifying yep just like this movie just like this movie terrifying confusing short short i feel like it could have been good if they had just taken more time to with everything yeah and taken you know a lot of taken a lot of stuff out and developed a lot of other things yeah, yeah. not tried to put so much in and yeah spent more time on the things that that really matters. And as an alternative to a kid, like the kitty movie version of Jurassic Park, uh-uh. is like I don't get it, no. Spielberg. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, He's yeah. Just saying, here's a dinosaur movie that you can take your kids to. Yeah, but disagree. But you're not gonna like it. It's bad. <laughs> the kids are gonna be scared, and you're gonna be pissed. Put that shit back on the Put shelf. It back and... on the shelf forever. Rewind. Yep. A no, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little I'm a little bummed though because I was really excited to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Because I remember liking it. Yep. So I guess it wasn't a total flop for kids. You know, because yeah. I, I have good memories of it. Yeah. You know. But. Sorry we ruined that. Well, I feel like that's what this podcast is for. <laughs> it's a weird psychology podcast where we ruin, ruin our childhood. favorite movies. I can't wait until something, like, unlocks in my brain. Yeah. something just terrible that happened. And I'm gonna have a crisis on air. It's yeah. gonna be great. And it's gonna be an actual psychology podcast yes perfect all right well, well thanks for listening yeah if you remember watching this movie yeah if you have let opinions let us know if, if you rewatch it um yeah if, if screw eyes gave you nightmares as a child let us know so, yeah literally everyone I'm yeah sure if you considered removing your eyes so you could have magical powers <laughs> let us know <laughs> um but yeah just list uh let us know your thoughts you can send us an email uh replay rewind podcast at gmail.com and on instagram instagram and tumblr at replay rewind podcast and that's it that's it that's all reduce reuse recycle replay rewind
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 